What's good, I people? Don't even know. <laughs> I know. It's Reg. It's Stone. And it is now week four of the White People's Apology Tour. This week, I've gotten lots of gifts. I've got a bouquet of flowers, a fresh Lamborghini. For some reason, somebody thinks I like s'mores, so I got five or six pounds of marshmallows in my backyard. And I also have a well-thought-out picture of Malcolm X. Thank you out there, white person. Um, keep the reparations going, and uh, we love y'all. Peace. Yeah, you know, like, look, I, I, we joked about this last week, but there's people who are just like, if you want to do something for the movement as a white person, give all your black friends $50 minimum. I so, that. you know, I mean, look, I, I am blessed to have white friends who I actually still talk to. So, uh, yeah, if y'all out there, I send you my cash app. <laughs> <laughs> cash apps don't plan it. You know what's sad though? I could only imagine the government coming after you and auditing it, like on something like, "Yo, what did you get? What is this money for? How did you get it?" <laughs> imagine having to pay taxes or reparations. That would be—it's so unbranded for America that I, I would actually love to see it. I, I would—I would giggle. I would—I would fucking laugh. I'd be pissed, but I'd be fucking laughing. That, that is America, though. I. I, I... <laughs> Oh man, and it'll be taxed at like the highest rate, and you'll forget to pay it, and they'll arrest you, and you'll you'll be right next sitting right next to Wesley Snipes. Like like I, I feel like it's all a racket, fam. America is just a racket. That's all it is. Watch it. I'm in jail for reparations, man. I didn't pay taxes on my reparations. That's messed up, cuz. That's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then uh, I guess we'll continue down the woke path. This week was a very poppin' poppin' week in in music and woke news. Uh, Basically, long story short, no name is out here. Just just, just hitting dudes with the fucking, with the four by four, the fucking, the folding table like the WWE, baby. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All you old rappers out here talking that talk, forgetting about fucking misogyny, forgetting about homophobia. No name is here to put you in your fucking place. And I, and I, and I applaud that shit, goddammit. Yeah, and you know, it's really interesting just because No Name pretty much went after two generations of woke rappers, right? She went after... Yeah, shit, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, homeboy from the coup, which is kind of Boots, genera- Boots Rally, who's like the Generation X woke rapper, and went after uh, our boy, um, uh, man, why am I J. Cole, J. Cole, millennial. J. Cole was like the millennial version of the woke rapper, right? And she did this. Well, first off, she went after, she called out all rappers, and she basically kind of said, like, there's a lot of rappers who. Um, I guess a lot of rappers who say they're conscious who have been kind of silent around the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Which I think is a valid critique, right? Yeah, agree. Dude, when you have, like, my random ass, like, coffee company, like, that's all white people in Oregon, when you have those companies saying Black Lives Matter, <laughs> and you don't yeah. have... 
<laughs> your woke rapper saying Black Lives Matter and being out there for the movement, right? That's a problem. That that is that is a legitimate problem, and I'm not surprised that No Name called uh, all rappers out. No Name called all rappers out. Didn't specify any like person by name, as far as I know, but there's one rapper who thought she was talking about just him. <laughs> all in the fields. Corona, Corona, COVID has us all in our fields, all in the quarantine, all home. And it's all, all, all guilty. All little in sensitive. his fields. All in his <laughs> fields. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. It's it's just weird because, all right, cool. So let's rewind. So Monday comes out and you're gonna, you have this little fucking book stream where it's basically, you know, sponsored. It's basically Boots Riley. It's no name. So we'll be talking about activism, Black Lives Matter. Very easy wins, right? Yeah. Ooh, hello. Yeah. So, yeah. So very easy wins. So they go on there. They do it. They give the little speeches. About an hour in, she brings up a very valid point. Massage noir and homophobia. She's like, hey, you know, we're doing all this work. We're doing all this activity. You know, we just want to feel like we're supported. And we got to understand that there's a lot of violence perpetrated by black men in the fucking neighborhood. To which Boots just basically mumbled for like 30 minutes straight trying to dodge the accountability up until he worked his way up to a point of where he was just like, by you asking for, you know, to, responsibility for these deaths ultimately will involve bringing the police down because they have to enforce. It was this bullshit. And it's the idea yeah. of where, you know, it's, and, it's and, I, and I get her point. It's, it's not the, nobody wants to be special. The idea is if we're settling, if we're settling like fucking cases now for white supremacy, we've got to settle all the cases. And part of that is the fact of where if you're a black woman, if you're a queer person, the system fucks with you. The system fucks you for a specific kind of way. And we're all in it together. If you're watching for black lives, we're marching for all black lives. And it's not wrong to point out be these careful other there. injustices happening. Oh yeah, well yeah. Oh yeah, shit. I was all lies. Whew. That was close. That was close. <laughs> that was that was like Tony Hawkins shit. I was on rail, but I I made that fucking trick. But fucking, <laughs> you know. And that's the thing. It's the idea of where it's it's a valid criticism. And so for somebody who's in the activist space, for somebody to not get that, hey, calling out misogyny, calling out homophobia, saying black trans to kind of get caught like soft footed, somebody who's has decades in activism. It kind of proves her point is the idea of where even for the seasoned activists, there's a fucking blind spot. Like and 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 not to be funny, you've got no name where she was kind of funny herself. And not to say it being like in a negative way, but I remember about a year ago she got in trouble for basically, you know, putting it out there on Twitter like, hey, you know, how is capitalism wrong if you need money to help fix all this shit? And she got properly dragged. Since then, she did the work. She has a book club. She's there. You know, she's she's grown a lot in that year. So it's weird to kind of see like this young, you know, you know, this young woman kind of, you know, in a year of wokeness, kind of just body slamming this dude who's got decades of quote unquote being woke. Yeah, and it's crazy too, just because, I mean, you know, basically Boots Rally didn't have an iota stand on, right? She's basically kind of saying. You know, and this is something I've noticed too in terms of people speaking out for black trans rights, it tends to be black women or white people. Yeah. Um, and she's just kind of basically saying, like, hey, 
as a like I have not seen black men and black men, male rappers in particular come out and advocate for black trans lives, right? And again, like like all you have to say is like, hey, you either say like, hey, you know, I have done X, Y, and Z, or hey, like I I still need to do work and I still need to kind of work on myself and you know like whatever right easy and fixes agree easy, easy fixes and I think Boots Rally was was literally deer in the headlights you know just kind of really kind of like dodging um, the question and I don't know I mean the, the coup is a, a group that I think I don't know part of me is just kind of like when I went to their shows, there's only white people, you know, and and it's just it always like rubbed me the wrong way. It was always kind of like revolution, um, and it almost seemed like revolution for the sake of revolution, in a lot of ways. And I, yeah. I and for me, it's like it was never something where um, I was a huge fan of the coup. Like I, I mean, I like some of their songs, and, and obviously, I like I understand like where they're coming from, and I understand they come from an activist culture in Oakland, um, birth from the black Panthers, uh, and things like that. But it always, always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but yeah, again, like, you know, uh, it's really interesting because, you know, they had the, this huge rally in, in Brooklyn, um, last weekend, um, where like 10, 15,000 people came out specifically for black trans lives, um, uh, which is really, it was really cool to see, but, I do think there's there's this really there's this rift between um, some certain people in the movement um, now that we're expanding it to include people uh, who are transgender and I don't know that to me is just really is really sad to see uh, because I, I you know even though it's cliche and even though I I think like like they say all all Black Lives Matter like that was dragged. Um, <laughs> you know, I think they said they, they put that painting on the street in Hollywood somewhere. Um, it's true though, you know, and, and I feel like th- these are easy wins for, for some, of these, some of these people who proclaim to be woke. Um, it's a layup, you know, um, and it's kind of sad to see. And I'm glad No Name is kind of calling like everybody out. Like, like, and I think this is the difference between. I don't know how, how old No Name is. I don't, I don't want to say she's like Gen Y. I think she's like, she's, I can't tell you how old she is, right? But I do think there is this difference in generations um, where, like, I'm I'm Gen X, basically. Um, and, like, millennials, we kind of have this comfort zone because we kind of bought into the American dream, the, the actual, like, reality of the American dream, whereas like Gen X, I mean Gen Y is just like there's no dream left, right? So we're burning it all down. And I feel like I don't know how old No Name is, but I feel like she's coming from that spirit where it's just like 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 all you people like like you wear no clothes, right? Like it's just you know all you like if you're not like trying to really shift 
all of these institutions that like are dehumanizing us, then you're part of the problem. And like, and it's not just saying all like all cops are bastards. It's saying like this whole institution is destroying black lives and it's destroying all black lives, right? So, you know, props to No Name. You know, props to to No Name kind of being out there, and you know, risking I wouldn't say risking her career, but but kind of going at people and going at people who we uh, in the music industry have revered as gods. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's somebody like J. Cole. It's just like, and not, he's somebody where he's got a career of activism, you know, because it, it's uh, the irony of it where his excuse, you know, was the idea of where, you know, I don't really read. But the analysis is like, wait a minute, that makes no sense. And I even dug a little deeper. Dude graduated like with honors from college and like headed their local black fucking student union. So it's like he's somebody where even though he quote unquote doesn't read, he's somebody who should quote unquote know what's happening. And it's kind of a cop out. And it's also very telling that his issue wasn't necessarily that like she was wrong, but he didn't like the tone. Like he felt like she was speaking down to him. And I look at it this way. I look at it like white guilt. Like maybe you kind of need to feel guilty. Maybe there's a reason why you feel the way, you know, like as they say, hit dogs will holler. And it's interesting where instead of saying my bad, instead of even saying, Oh shit! Maybe maybe she's dissing me. I gotta drop some on the low bars, going at her MC style. No, he literally created a rap song. You know, basically kind of talking down to her, and that's what's kind of weird. Where you were, it's a it's a as as the as a, as a younger the youngins say, it was a cell phone. <laughs> like it's something where it's just like, why'd you even go down that route? There's many ways you could have done it. By you reacting the way you did, basically proved the whole fucking point. This is the weirdest beef I think I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it, it's, 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 no, it's, it's no, you're hiding a child. <laughs> <laughs> At least come with that energy. And maybe not. I mean, like, look, also, too, I feel like you need to save all this beef energy for like post Malone or something, right? Like, why yes, are we. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> Focus on a real enemy, Machine Gun Kelly, post Malone. Exactly. Exactly. Um, look, I, I feel like again, you know, J. Cole is a really interesting rapper to me because I do think he's gone through a lot of of different things as a black man in America, and I forgot like the the track where basically the video was just um, basically like um, CCTV footage of when like somebody called the cops and the cops rolled up to a studio or his home because basically there's a bunch of black people like sitting outside. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's gone through that shit and he, he's gone through a seismic change, right? I mean, look, remember when J. Cole came out, he was pretty much like Drake in a lot of ways. Like his first two albums are literally, he is a light skinned skin hero um, kind of like the um, the ladies man or like like whatever, um, and then he kind of changed before his whole drive, and now he's he's kind of like a quote unquote conscious rapper, but you know he also drives a Bentley, he also has a house in L.A. You know, like, and I'm saying like there's a there's anything wrong with that, but it's also something to say where, um, you know you also kind of have privilege and even though you're 
going and participating in marches and things like that, you're kind of of privilege. And I think like when No Name call like again not calls him out particularly, and he is so like he clutched his pearls <laughs> and was so offended he had to like like <laughs> have I lost the streets? You have know, the streets like, abandoned me? <laughs> create a diss track for somebody <laughs> and didn't even have like the courage to to name them on the track, right? Only like in this like side tweet say, oh, you know, like follow no name, you know, <laughs> once the internet found it out. Um, I, I, I feel like it, you know, hopefully he, he gets to do some soul searching just because I, I, I feel like this is something where... Um, Again, like the you know he he kind of the emperor wears no clothes. He kind of got called out, and you know instead of like like react, you know just being a better man in this moment, he just like retreated to his feelings. And I you know this is not the time for this. Like like this is not for like 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 again when like random ass coffee roasters in Oregon are like standing up for black lives and standing up for black trans lives. Like you have no excuse as a black man. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like, it's, yeah, no. And, and, and I think you call it where it's like stepping up as a man is the idea of where you're, you guys are kind of using the idea of masculinity to kind of, you know, or at least the idea of masculinity, this, this archaic idea you have in your head is making you make these fucked up errors. Cause these are, like I said, these are very easy fixes, you know, and it's and it's weird for you to kind of die on this weird hill where if you were really to man up, you'd man up and say, you know, trans lives matters. You'll man up and say, you know, maybe the reason why I have the field is because she's got a fucking point. Maybe I should need to do some more work. And that's the weird thing is where, you know, ready for, for ready for me already ready for this. I'm I'm, I'm going to bring it home. All right. Ready, ready, for, ready, ready for some misogyny. Y'all niggas is acting like bitches. Oh, dude. there it is. I, there dude. it is. J, J. Cole, the, J. Cole is already warming award. up his MacBook. He's ready that's, to record. That's, that's, that's shots to corrupt, you know what I'm saying? Explosive, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's shots to that. But uh, yeah, no, it's the idea of where... <laughs> <laughs> You're about to have a J. Cole Boots Rally collaboration <laughs> diss track. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the idea of... Come on, guys. It's like... I can understand if 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 you got if they were asking for you to give X amount of money, if they were asking for some real sacrifice, but kind of you know like you said, saying trans lives matters, putting out a tweet, maybe giving a little bit of money, maybe fucking throw a little fucking Instagram live shit and collect some cash. These aren't hard things to do. These are things that regular folks are doing. These are things that people who are unemployed are doing because they need to put the energy into somewhere. So it's it's kind of very telling you guys are falling for these traps. And I think hopefully with all this happening, people will be like, oh, shit, you know, maybe I am fucked up. Maybe I need to reevaluate what I'm doing. And I, and I think and it's very valid. Like I said, it's it's weird that this kind of happened particularly in this week where, you know, you had a black lives activist, young, beautiful, 19, murdered by her abuser. You know, you've, you you've, you had the issue of Chappelle where people were saying, hey, people aren't really mentioning Sandra Bland. You've got issues where people were saying people aren't really mentioning fucking Breonna Taylor. You've got all these things. These are things where at this point, I don't think you could be ignorant about it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the idea of where, you know, and like, and like, like we discuss it all the time. Like we, like, I'm not going to be like, we're blowing out. But like 
like to a certain extent, you know, we're in New York City. We've got it working from home. It'd be very easy for us to kind of lock ourselves out and not pay attention. But no matter what we do, it's there for us. You know, we, we can't escape it. And it's kind of weird to kind of have these guys still in this weird bubble, particularly somebody like J. Cole, particularly somebody like fucking Riley, because these are activist types. It's like, did you guys just kind of like, are you on activist vacation? You could do that. <laughs> Conscious rap vacation? Is this like, all right, I, you're trying to tell me I didn't have to deal with Common all these years being Common? He could have just stopped. <laughs> you yeah, know, I, a, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like, feel like for both of them, why aren't you directing this this energy into like a fuck the police part two, right? Like 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 I feel like this is like not a great way, yeah. especially for what? J Cole to direct your energy, right? We're talking about black woman. Like what are we? What we like, lost lost our the focus on the real enemy. <laughs> like you know, where were you, J Cole, when like Lea Del Rey was tripping, right? Like, yeah, you know, like... I, I, I just, I, I, and that to me again is the most, it, it, it's the most, um, like puzzling and or scary thing about this is just like, like you're going and you're directing all this energy towards a black woman, like in this moment. And that to me is, is a little scary. That that yeah. like there's so many white people fucking up right now. Like, Ugh. where's your energy towards like Bon Appetit? <laughs> where's your energy <laughs> towards like you know uh and, that, and that, your recipes that, is trash. You know, like that that Karen who tried to like call the cops on, on like multiple Karens calling the cops on black black people and brown people, right? Uh. Like 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 where's your energy towards the real problems, right? Um, you know, and I joke about Bon Appetit, but you know, it's a structure it's in embellic of a structural problem in America. Like that's where you need to focus your energy at, uh, as opposed to you know, just, just trying to go at, at no name of all people, no name, like yeah. of all people, like, 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 even, like a person who didn't, didn't even like try to go hard at you and say you had a child, like push a teeth, like <laughs> no name. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I just think it's time. You know what it's like almost like it's like I really want us to kind of reflect on massage noir and fucking homophobia and hip hop. But it's like I can't even get to there because it's just such a dumb these are just two dumb instances of people kinda of dropping the ball so hard we're focused on that. But yeah. I think bigger picture is that, you know, they need to go back, you know, they need to maybe quote unquote read to quote fucking J. Cole. And it's kind of do the math because ultimately, you know, if if the if the village isn't fucking eating, we're not all eating. And it's the idea of where, you know, these are things where for us to move the struggle forward, even even if you're selfish, we're not going to even touch about the fact of where, you know, culture wise, where we would be without black queer people. You know, we won't touch the issue of where where will we be as far as even how we have survived the civil rights era without black women. You know what I'm saying? These are shits. These are tent poles of the black community. But forget about that. Let's be a little selfish. If we want to move forward and make these changes, it's going to be all of us involved. And we all need to get on the boat and we all need to get on the bus and we need to kind of make it open for them also and making sure that they're safe. So it's just like, we just got to set the fucking game up. And like I said, it's, it's, it's just fun. We're kind of joking about it. You know, it's, it's easy to make fun of, you know, Boots and fucking, you know, and J. Cole, you know, little funny hairstyles, little funny ways to dress. 
you know. But it's the idea of where hopefully after all the hee-hees and the ha-has, we still kind of deep look deep and say, hey, you know, the violence in our communities against black women, the violence in the communities against fucking trans, the, black, the violence in the communities against, you know, our queer population is fucked up and we got to do better. These are easy fucking fixes, you know. It's like we can't really buy into the patriarchy because that same white male patriarchy kills us. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. And on that note, I'm going to talk about my woke records, you know, but long story short, um, I think for Afropunk last year, I uh, I wrote something about some of my favorite albums, and I think it was I don't think I made I think I don't think I wrote about this album in particular, but it was on my list. It's an album called Mayo Supreme. You see, look at that. I can't even speak. I'm still, but uh, it's an album by the band called the Muslims. Who are the Muslims? Muslims are three POC queer people who happen to be Muslim. Um, the main singer, I guess the front person of the band is a black woman, I believe. I don't know if they go by they pronouns. But um, long story short, did this make fucking punk music? Um, the album is called Mayo Supreme, wink, wink. That was the album from last year. And that album was basically, it's, it's, it's solid. It's, you had a lot of little, um, obviously very woke, obviously focused on fucking... Focused on, let's say, um, queer issues, focused on white supremacy, supremacy hence the male supreme um, album title. Um, he has songs like, you know, Fuck the System, but C-I-S-T-E-M. Great little record, liked it a lot. So this year they dropped an EP, but they also dropped a full record called Gentrified Chicken, which I loved a lot and I just forgot to mention. But as a result of what's been happening, I've been kind of like, you know, want to bring it up. But long story short, another punk album, 10 songs. But what's unique about them is the idea of where it, and I just thought of punk like fucking records. A lot of times, if it's, it's A, it's shittily recorded, B, it's emphasis less on fucking songwriting and instrumentality, but more on fucking the emotion of it all. And then lastly, C, it kind of tends to be very kind of jokey, kind of hokey. And they kind of beat all three of those categories. Their songs are very poignant and very like like you know they, they have a song called fucking you know punch a Nazi right so hearing that that sounds very kind of almost cheesy in its title but the way they kind of write it the way they pull it off is really great that would click 182 cover which is basically what's my name again but called what's my race again you know these are like kind of cheeky turns but they're able to kind of do it where it's almost serious it's it's like almost a, a laugh to keep from crying kind of way. Yeah. But on top of that, forgetting even about that, the songs themselves kind of bop. Like there's a song called Doodoo Drone, basically talking about surveillance. And even that has like a little hook that comes in. Her voice is great. The guitar is solid. It builds. It, it, you know, the tone builds and collapses at the right times. It just really kind of slept on songwriters. So in between these, like, I won't say jokey, but these satirical takes on bigotry and racism, they actually are pretty good musicians. And so the album is called Gentrified Chicken. The band's called The Muslims. I know they had something they're trying to do with some videos because they don't have much on. The one thing I realized is they don't have much of a YouTube presence. So I know they're going to like crowdsource a video over the weekend. But overall, if you guys are kind of bored and want to hear something a little bit more upbeat, if, you, if you've outplayed your Rage Against the Machines and your Public Enemies and your System of the Downs, you know, and your Kendrick Lamar's this past week getting that protest on, this is a good band to check out. That's all. That, that's what's up. That's what's up. And, and it's really interesting because speaking of Rage Against the Machine, um, their self-titled album actually um, jumped back in the Billboard 200, um, which Ooh. is 
really interesting. And the album came out uh, 1992, so almost uh, shoot, almost 30, 30, uh, 30 years ago, right? Um, so I I do have to say, um, I think we've I don't know me personally we've I've been trying to think of a punk revival because of all the times and I feel like 2020 might be it where people are just kind of like so fed up we need something hard edge we need something where you know I think like uh, the we've been in this kind of like SoundCloud rap era where we're kind of like well we don't care right like the world is fucked up but we don't care and now people are like the world is fucked up and like we need to change shit right now and I kind of feel like that's kind of the, the ethos of punk music. And Rage Against the Machine is not punk at all. Like, let me, you know. But I do think there's a there's a a world where um, a more hard-edged sound can exist and exist in a popular space. So I I haven't got a chance to look. Uh, haven't got a chance to listen to the to the Muslims. Um, but I'm super curious just based off of everything you've said. Um, and I'm ready for it. My ears are ready for it. Cause I feel like, you know, I spend like all my days now being angry and I need a, I need a soundtrack <laughs> for that. <laughs> I need to put the anger in somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, 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 am definitely ready for that. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, uh, in terms of new music for me, it's it's not album per se, but I have been list, uh, I've been watching Insecure as a good black person, you know. Yes, mandatory black, black watching. People, you, know. you know, keep the black pass going. Um, and you know the the music has been on point. I feel like the the way that they weave music into the series. Also, with glamorous shots of L.A., which just make me want to move to L.A. like tomorrow. <laughs> I, I drove by the, her their original OG apartment from the first season, uh, oh, like last year. Oh, that's some pilgrimage like, shit. Like that's um, so my aunt-in-law, basically like uh, my wife's aunt, uh, my wife, you know, lives literally walking distance from that from the dunes. Oh shit! Literally, like I like yeah. Yeah, like literally, I could walk there in two minutes, which is hilarious. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but insecure season four, I think season four, season four uh, concluded last Sunday. Um, I, I guess we won't do any spoilers, but I do have to say, I, I feel like it. It was a great season that was let down by a few different things. Very, very, very well played. Very, very political. Very, yeah, very, you know, you know, like, that, like, and, and if you watch the season finale, you know what those things are. Um, but again, I, I think for me, it's like somebody who, who always wanted to be a music supervisor in, in a different life. Um, the music uh, is popping. Uh, oh, consistently. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, whoever does that music, like from the first season, it feels like every other episode, because I remember back in the days, I I would, I would, I would say, what was that track that ended up with? And I'd go online to find that track out. Yeah. Like all I was doing this whole season was just doing Shazam, you know, like the whole time, (laughs) just because I, I feel, I feel like the music is on pop. 
uh, uh, like popping. I just did a Google search, and apparently, is a white dude who is a music supervisor, which I am super. Cure Lerman, layman. Maybe he's music- passing. No, 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 no. Black wife. No, that? he got a little nappy hair though. Maybe, maybe you know. <laughs> he got a little something, something. You never know. I'm actually super disappointed because I do want to say about this 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 season and also too like there's not like an actual like album. There's just like a playlist that I think people have been putting together on Spotify. But the music is great. Like it's it's a lot of um, black female artists. It's a lot of like interesting queer artists. Um, it's really you know also with like a mix of like you know kind of like you know Kia my neck my back like you know it's a really amazing mix of black music shocked but not shocked that is a white dude that put it all together but um I just found myself again like shazamming a lot of artists um from um the season and you know, to me, it's just been like a listen. I've been listening to like this this kind of playlist of Insecure season four uh, music like all week. Um, and let me see. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, like like uh, I didn't know that Kirby. Kirby's one of my favorite like like underheard artists. Um, I think she is from like Chicago, um, but um, she's on there. She has a new track. Um, Tanner Rell, which is a really cool artist, like that's a, a really cool track there. Um, there's just like a lot of really interesting artists who don't have a lot of spin who are getting these, this like really um, amazing um, opportunity. And there's this, this one dude too I follow on Instagram, I forgot his name. But he actually got featured on uh, Insecure as well. And he was like posting on Instagram. Um, you know, just like really independent artists who doesn't have a lot of outlets to display his craft. And he was just like over the moon. They got selected to be in a, a, a episode of Insecure, right? So, oh shit. Um, so yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's a really cool, um, collection of, of sounds. I would say watch the season and then listen to the, to the soundtrack. I think, um, listening to like the playlist is cool. But I think, like, the way that they inject the music into the scenes and the actual, like, show is amazing. Um, and it'll make the music sound, like, uh, sound so much better. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, I guess I've been a fan. I've been listening to it for a minute. It's, it's, try to think of, yeah, I, I can't think of the, I, there's been other series which has had great music that, as far as music supervision is concerned. But consistently great where, like you said, a lot of lot of POCs, almost all POCs, a lot of female artists, a lot of queer artists. It's something where I'm not surprised that there's a Spotify playlist because you probably could take all the music they've put on there, put on a playlist and have like a party for like two hours straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a great selection all around. So yeah, no, yeah. props to them. Yeah. And this playlist uh, is six hours and 42 minutes. Holy like, fuck. I, I haven't even, like, I haven't even gone through like a third of it. Like oh, it's fuck. It's insane. Like I, I had no idea there's so many like tracks in season four. So there it is. If you're having your little Zoom, you know, happy hour, you know, a little multi depressing hour maybe, you know, you put it on there in the background while y'all just sit there, 
you know, drink and zoom. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and I think that's it for us right now. I'm gonna go back into my expansive backyard and chill, but unfortunately, I realized I don't have a jacuzzi and I feel a little cold. So, everybody out there, all you white guilters, feel free to donate to Registone. I need a, a little jacuzzi to kind of ease this 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 racism you have me under, and you know hit our PayPal, holler. Yeah, yeah. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. I, I, I happy Juneteenth. Know, can can you say Happy Juneteenth? I don't even know, fam. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know, know like it's, what the protocol is. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's happy. That sounds it sounds problematic as hell. I, I actually, think, like I don't know if we say Happy Juneteenth. All I know, I'm taking the day off. So yeah, same here. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, but, but as usual, we love y'all. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. You know, read books. Damn it, read lots of books in this time. And you know, stay safe. Peace. Peace. <laughs>